Welcome to the Relaxed Dog Podcast. The podcast where the dogs are the stars of the show. Welcome to episode 49 of the Relaxed Dog Podcast, sponsored by therelaxeddog.com. Thank you for finding this show. I am your host, Robert Ober, and I hope that you and your dog are well. This week, my guest is Colin Funkhauser, and he's going to talk all about Kobe. Looking forward to that. But first, in some doggy news, in Fort Smith, Arkansas, in the U.S., where a lady was taking her dog for a jog, was going past a funeral home and noticed a rather upset young girl on the steps of the funeral home. The girl called out, may I pet your puppy? And the lady said, yes, if your parents don't mind. She petted the puppy who obviously gave her some comfort. The jogger was then very surprised when the young girl said, do you want to come in and meet my dad? So a little bit sort of like taken aback, but she, the jogger said, why not? And so they all went in and paid their respects to the girl's father. Doesn't that make you feel good? And over in Florida, if you go to the doctor's hospital at Sarasota, you will be greeted by Buffy. Buffy is a yellow lab and has been trained in COVID-19 detection. So she uh, went with a few other dogs through uh, several months of training um, during the training, she had a 95% success rate and has shown that she can detect live cases as people walk through the door simply by smelling their feet and then uh, laying down next to them. And that's her indication that that person should be taken away for further testing. So I think we'll be seeing a bit more of that around the place. Still in the US, in Hobbs, New Mexico, a gentleman was gifted an English bulldog, um, but soon sort of realised that the dog was not listening or responding to any of the commands that the custodian was giving him. Um, It took him quite a little while and then stumbled upon the fact that the dog was not ignoring him or seemingly badly trained. It was uh, simply the fact that the dog had been trained using Spanish commands. So now the owner is obviously learning Spanish to communicate with his dog, Senor Snacks. And now on to this week's interview. Welcome to the Relaxed Dog Podcast. I'm here with Colin Funkhauser. How are you today? 
I'm doing real, really well, Robert. Thank you so much for having me on the show today. And you're half of the... Uh, of the Pet Sitter Confessional Podcast. Uh, my wife and I host a podcast uh, by pet sitters for pet sitters, uh, connecting a pet sitter community across the globe, sharing experiences uh, through stories. Oh, and it's a fantastic podcast. Really enjoy listening to it. It's a pleasure to have you on mine. Yeah, again, really happy to be here and, and happy to talk about uh, our dog, uh, Kobe. So as per usual, I'm going to ask you to go back in time and talk us through the how and why you and Kobe got together. So my wife and I had been married all of two weeks. We had gotten married in Missouri and then we had moved to Lubbock, Texas in the States. And we knew we wanted a dog. At one point, uh, both my wife and I had grown up with dachshunds, but we were newly married and we wanted to try and you know figure ourselves out first. We wanted to make sure that we were okay before we brought on the responsibility of a dog. And it was one morning, one Saturday morning, we were watching this. Uh, it was a show about the top dog breeds in the United States. And at every single commercial, after they would finish talking about a dog breed, she and I would look at each other and just be melting of going, oh, okay, well, we really need a dog. Like we just, <laughs> our, our resolve was broken down one commercial break at a time. <laughs> and so we, we started to look for, for a dog. Um, we, we knew we wanted to get um, either a rescue one or find someone that someone was having to surrender for some reason. And it just so happened that south of town, there was a docks and rescue called Dusty Puddles Docks and Rescue. And this gentleman started it because he was suffering from, uh, he was going blind and he was suffering uh, from diabetes. And he had at one point thought about ending his own life. But when he looked around, he had some pet dachshunds around him that he knew he needed to take care of. And so he credits those dachshunds with saving his life and giving them a per- his life a, a new purpose and a new meaning. Mm. And now he's turned around and, and saving dachshunds all across the country now. And we, we went to Dusty Puddles and we walked in and the first kennel on the right-hand side was this long-haired dapple dachshund who just sat there perfectly quiet, just perfectly calm, while uh, as all the other dachshunds do what dachshunds do, they went insane, right? They started barking and yapping and were excited. <laughs> and, and this dog over here on the right just was perfectly calm. And we were immediately just in love with him. And he brought him out and held him and he immediately curled up and pressed himself against us. Not in a I'm scared way, but in a hi, I like to be held way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the... Um, <clears throat> The, the gentleman had said, well, we just got him in. Um, you know, we usually, we like to watch him for a couple weeks, um, but uh, let me talk to my wife. <clears throat> and so my wife and I were secretly sitting there going, please say yes, please say yes, please say yes. <laughs> <laughs> because we talked about our history with dachshunds that we'd grown up with them, um, that our, some of our experience with them. And so, you know, we were able to kind of say like, this isn't our first time with, with a dachshund. Um, <clears throat> we live here in town. We'll stay in contact with you. 
And um, he came back and his wife had said yes. And um, that was our first and our single best ever impulse uh, decision as as a married couple, <laughs> even to this day, was uh, nice. going and adopting Kobe on the first time. Uh, first time we saw him. So, so how old roughly do you think Kobe would have been when you got him? Right. So um, he was actually surrendered by a, a lady who um, we joke it. Well, so she he was surrendered by a lady uh, who had adopted another dog and was unable to keep him. Uh, Kobe, because apparently those two dogs didn't get along. We have not had a single problem with Kobe, um, but she used to take pictures of Kobe and make calendars out of him. So he's our he's our calendar dog. Mm. Um, we say he's Mister December, but she had very good detailed records, and he came with a big binder of information and shot records and everything like that. So when we adopted him, he was he was four, um, and so we've had him for nine years. So um, Kobe recently turned thirteen with us. So he's just getting out of that puppy stage then. <laughs> yeah, finally, that energy is starting to come crest over that hill. <laughs> so how was Kobe when he first came back into your household? You know, Kobe is a, a perpetual lap dog, uh, and he seemed to integrate very quickly with us. Um, I was going to school at the time at, at Texas Tech, and Megan was staying home for the time being. Um, she would later go on and, and also start attending Texas Tech. Um, so he, she had many days with him to bond with him, to get to know him, uh, and they had an immediate connection. And he he's was and still is so laid back. Um, it, it's almost undoxin-like how laid back he is uh, <laughs> in in what he tolerates and what he puts up with. Um, but he just absolutely loved and still does um, cuddling on the couch with you. And that's where he's happiest. And so that's what we did in those early stages before we had kids and later jobs and were insanely busy. Like we occupied our time in the evenings uh, just sitting on the couch with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was... Uh, you know, again, we, we, we had that time. We gave ourselves that time to just kind of sit and be with him. And that was exactly what he needed. Uh, nice. And uh, what, were the, what were the initial sleeping arrangements? Oh, he was in our bed immediately, <laughs> day one. Uh, <laughs> and, and yeah, uh, taking up my side of the bed uh, every night. So he... <laughs> <laughs> we uh, obviously, you know, he's a dachshund and our bed was kind of high up off the ground. So we would have to lift him up onto the bed um, and he would perfectly just curl up and stay right there. Um, as he's gotten a little bit older, uh, we've, we've moved him down to the floor right next to our bed um, just because we didn't want him to have to, you know, act, if he accidentally fell off uh, the bed um, or, or anything like that, it's just kind of a little bit of risk management for, for his back mm-hmm. for that purpose. Wow, nice. Nice. Um, what was his uh, like favorite? You got any like favorite games and things that he liked to, to play? And and that, has that changed over time? Yeah, he he really likes um, playing playing keep away and chase. Um, 
you know, his, his favorite, some of his favorite toys to play with. And, and he still does that. He's a little less spry these, <laughs> these days. Um, but uh, he still will get the zoomies and he will still try and play keep away from us. And uh, it's, it's really one of my highlights of my day and was, and still is of, of getting to watch him, run around with just the enthusiasm of the the open world. And especially when we're in a big open field of getting to run through the grass at high speeds and then be exhausted and go get some water and lay down and sleep for the rest of the day. But he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's really been uh, a, a dog that, especially for a dachshund that kind of enjoys um, a lot of, a lot of sleeping, um, a lot of time on his bed um, with these short sporadic spurts of, of intense energy of chasing um, nothing in particular. You know, he just kind of runs around. Well, he won't grab a toy. He'll just kind of decide now is the time I need to go 60 miles an hour around the living room in a giant circle for a few seconds and then back to sleeping. Okay. Nice. So were you guys doing a lot of pet sitting around that time when, when he was young and, So yes, uh, Kobe, uh, my wife and I also run, as, as you mentioned, a, a pet sitting and dog walking business uh, we have for the last nine years. And he's been with us through all of that. Um, sometimes when we would stay overnight at somebody's house um, for an extended period of time, uh, we would uh, clear it with the owner. We'd do a meet and greet between Kobe and the other dog to make sure that they would get along. Uh, and Kobe has gotten along with every single dog that we've ever introduced him to. And we would take him with us on some of our overnight sits and overnight cares. Um, we ha- never took him on walks um, with other dogs um, just because um, being a dachshund, sometimes it's hard to walk a dachshund and a Doberman at the same time or a dachshund and an Aussie or a dachshund and you know a, a Great Dane that makes it, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that gets a little bit hard to, na- to navigate. Um, so yeah, we generally would leave him home for, for dog walks. Uh, but, but yeah, he's been with us and met hundreds of clients and clients' dogs over the last nine years. Yeah, that, that's saying something. I'm guessing he would have really enjoyed going out on a, a whole lot of different, just like adventures, like, oh, okay, who are we going to meet today and get to sniff around with? <laughs> yeah, we've we've done so many meet and greets with him that uh, if we say, do you want to meet a new friend? Or it's a friend. He perks up and he'll go and wait by the door and wait for them to come in uh, and, and, and get to know them. So he's kind of, trained to know that that phrase means we're going to meet somebody new uh, and he gets really excited every time. Oh, nice. Has he had any sort of like longer term friendships that have come, have come out of that? Um, just for recently, um, we have started doing some in our home care of bringing some dogs into our house. And so he has gotten to know and start, has started to see some dogs um, four days a week for the past two years. Uh, and some of his favorites, um, we, we have an Australian shepherd uh, that, that comes over several times a week and they, uh, <laughs> they, they absolutely love and adore each other, but you can kind of tell that they um, purposefully try and uh, rub each other the wrong way or um, 
uh, get the other one upset, uh, not in any bad way, but in just a, uh, I'm going to push your food bowl out of the way and then you'll push my food bowl out of the way. And they kind of <laughs> do these little jabs at each other <laughs> and mm-hmm. at each other, which is, you know, it's so funny to see that. Cause it's like, what, 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 what are you two even doing? Like what, <laughs> why are you doing this right now? <laughs> um, do you notice or have any difference in the way that he would be with another dog when the other dog is at your place or when he is out at one of your clients' places? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's totally uh, a position of domain or ownership. Um, when dogs are coming into our home, Kobe definitely takes more of a, this is, you know, my house dominance thing. I mean, he's a dachshund, so he's not going to be, he's not overly dominant, but he lets them know where his spot is um, and where his toys are or where his pillow is. Um, When he goes over to other dogs' homes, he's definitely in the curiosity mode and kind of plays by their house rules um, a lot more than whenever they are over here. Uh, But, uh, he always finds the most uh, uh, cushion ever <laughs> that he can find. We call it, he, you know, he, Kobe loves softness is what the kids, our kids say a lot. And it's, it's too, true. If there are three pillows on the floor and one is by itself and two are stacked on top of each other, he will immediately go and sit on top of those two pillows that are stacked on top of each other <laughs> so he can have most softness. Nice. <laughs> um. So going sort of out and about, what sort of environment does his like a usual sort of like walk or outside space look like? So we do go on um, walks throughout the week, um, not every day. And and as Kobe has aged, um, he has started to develop uh, some back problems. Um, you can tell it's it's sore, and the, nothing has. There's no been no slip disc or anything degenerating at this point. He's just getting older, right? And so you can kind of tell that longer walks aren't exactly his thing anymore. And we're trying to protect his back and, and keep him healthy. Um, so he will go out into our backyard and on our back deck and lay in the sun and just lay there. Um, he loves, especially now it's getting warmer here and finding sunshine is one of, while when he's not finding the softest place to sit, he is trying to find the sunniest place to sit mm-hmm. and warm himself up. And, um, you know, go out in the tall grass or on the concrete even, and he'll kind of move himself and kind of self-regulate the temperature um, as he's <laughs> as he's sunbathing and sunbasking. Um, but when we do go on walks, um, he's still very interested in, in everybody coming along the side. And when we meet other people, you know, he, he doesn't bark. Um, he actually just comes up to them and, and asks for attention and uh, is, is always greeted others um, very enthusiastically and um, has never known a stranger, um, even when we're out, out and about or traveling. Uh, nice. So you mentioned he enjoys a bit of sun baking. I'll, flip that and go, how is he in the winter there and how bad does it get? Oh, he hates it. Um, He he is not a snow puppy at all. Um, This past winter, um, we had about a week of uh, wind chills at minus 30 degrees Fahrenheit um, for, for some nights. And he was very displeased. And so he would... 
um, getting him to go out was, uh, I would have to keep, I have to keep a path shoveled, um, free of snow for him. Um, otherwise he just won't go out at all and he's totally miserable. So keeping the path shoveled for him, uh, to get access to the, to the grass. And so he can turn right back around and come back inside and, uh, cuddle with us underneath a blanket. Um, you know, we've started this little while putting um, heated blankets out for him. Uh, and that was, oh man, you had a hard time getting him to move uh, away from those. And you could almost see it in his eyes as you'd pick him up to go take him outside or something of just this like extreme, like panic of no, don't take me from the heat. (laughs) (laughs) Just had a mental picture of of that, and also thinking, you know, those uh, well, they uh, like pocket hand warmers that people use, and 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 how he would probably like being surrounded just with something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yes, and and we we definitely um, dress him up in sweaters. Uh, and sorry, sorry, he's actually barking in the background right now. I'm sure you can hear that. <laughs> Um, that's his podcast. <laughs> uh, it is, it, it is his podcast. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, um, let me, let me, let me, let me go quiet him if you don't mind, or, or do you mind barking in the background? <laughs> ah, that's, uh, totally up to yourself. Whatever you feel comfortable doing. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let me, let me, let me go get him for just, just a moment. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, he was barking at the delivery man who I didn't know was supposed to be here now. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all right. Just letting you know there was a delivery. <laughs> He's very good at that. <laughs> how, how is he with other strangers or other noises around the place? So, other than when there's somebody at our door knocking on it. Um, he tends to be pretty oblivious to it. Um, one of the things that he hates and really just doesn't like, and we've worked with him on this is, uh, storms. So anytime there's a storm in the area, we'll know about it because he will snuggle up next to you, jump in your lap. If it happens overnight, you know, then we'll pull him back in the bed now and, and let him cuddle and snuggle underneath the blankets with us. Because, uh, you know, uh, like, like most dogs are uh, a good portion of dogs, that's scary for him. And he tends to, to really let you know, even when it's miles and miles away. So we have our own little built-in weather station yeah. in Kobe for when we have incoming <laughs> thunderstorms. <laughs> mm. About after the storms, say, when it's wet outside, does he enjoy that or... Yeah, he'll tolerate wet, wet wet grass, and um, every now and then we'll we'll take him to my dad's house, who has several um, pastures around him, and um, Kobe will loves to run out there after the rain and the, the the scary thunder has moved on and smell all the smells, and he'll run out. And so it's kind of funny whenever the grass hasn't when the um, the fields haven't been hayed yet, get these big tall waist high blades grass that kind of rustled just a little bit as this tiny dachshund is darting and dashing everywhere through and in between uh, to, to smell all the things and, and probably chase a little bit of field mice too. So he's getting, getting digging into his uh, inner badger dog at those moments. 
as he uh, had many uh, interesting sort of uh, ad- adventures with other wildlife? Well, uh, actually, just recently, um, we were at, uh, at my father's house um, for a long weekend, and it was getting in the evening, and we let Kobe out, decided to go to the bathroom, and again, it's starting to get dark, and he goes out to his normal spot where he likes to go, he does his business, and then st- he stares really intently off into the, the woods, and I, we're trying to figure out what he's looking at. And then a moment later, he just bolts and heads st- headlong into the woods. And a moment later, a deer comes bolting out in the opposite direction. <laughs> <laughs> and then shortly after, here comes Kobe chasing a deer de- through the yard. <laughs> so he, he definitely, you know, it doesn't know his own size. And that's fine. Uh, it was just very comical to to see this little tiny dachshund uh, chasing after a fully grown deer. Oh, nice. Um, did he go on <laughs> hikes and things like that with you guys when he was even when he was younger? We would we would take him um, a little bit, and his favorite part of going on a hike was the car ride and getting to cuddle in your lap or be in the back seat. Um, we took him out to New Mexico one time and decided to try this hike. Well, the hike turned out to be a little bit longer than we anticipated. Uh, and so we ended up carrying Kobe for a good majority of that time um, because <laughs> it was a little, the terrain was a little more rough uh, than we had understood the trail to be. And it, we, it was like, oh, this is actually going to be a little bit longer. So. Uh, he, he walked a little bit of that one. We carried him alternately, uh, and he survived that just fine. Uh, but we joked every time that he would go back and, and see sand, he'd have these flashbacks to this forced march through desert sand dunes and all sorts of things. So <laughs> we try not to traumatize him too much with that. <laughs> um, what about water? Kobe, uh, my wife and I absolutely love being around water. Uh, we love being around the ocean. We love scuba diving. We love snorkeling. We love being on boats. Um, Kobe could really take it or leave it. And most of the time leave it. We, we say he's more of a beach puppy than an ocean puppy. Mm-hmm. He likes being on the beach again, basking in the sun, being in the shade, getting treats and, and snoozing. Uh, we took him down to the, the Gulf of Mexico um, when he was a little younger and bought him a doggy life jacket and we were really excited because we were like, awesome, this is going to be great. We're going to get him out in the ocean. He's going to swim, and it's going to be really cute. And his, his, his feet barely touched the water before he turned and hightailed it back to the place <laughs> where we were sitting and, <laughs> and did not want to go back in the water. And we've, we've tried a few more times to coax him in or to get him more at ease in the water with his little doggy life jacket. And while he looks adorable, in the life jacket. Um, he would rather sit with it on dry than be paddling around. So he, he tends to, uh, want to, again, be held in your lap, uh, watching everything else going on. Oh, nice. (laughs) And does that sort of like transfer as well to say bath time? Yeah, absolutely. Um, bath times are his his miserable moments. Uh, whenever they he has them, uh, he just absolutely gets this most pitiful look on his face. And when he's in the bath, he doesn't 
some dogs, when you go to get a bath, they actively try and avoid being wet. They actively try and get out or let the, let it know, let it be known that they are uncomfortable or they're displeased. Um, Kobe will stand there um, completely immobile and just stare kind of off into the middle distance until you're done. Like he's, <laughs> he's, he's kind of just tolerating it um, and just putting up with it just enough to get it over quickly. Cause it's kind of like he realized that if he doesn't put up a fight, it's over a lot, you know, it's over very fast uh, versus being long and drawn out. So while he's not the best at baths, he at least doesn't actively try and get out and scratch or, or, or freak out or have a panic attack like that. He will just stand there kind of very stoically with this kind of look of extreme displeasure staring off. Mm. So, <clears throat> You mentioned that you obviously now have some children. How was Kobe when that sort of event sort of happened to him? That like, whoa, hang on, there's someone else in the house. So, yeah, when we uh, were going, getting ready to have our, our first child, we did a lot of reading and trying to understand the best way to introduce a baby to a dog that you already have in the family. Because you do, you can either have a, a an existing dog and bring in a baby, or have a baby and bring in a dog. And we wanted to make sure we did it the right way, or at least try to prepare Kobe in some way. So we knew Kobe to be pretty laid back already, um, but we started to do things like play the sound of a crying baby to see what you know how Kobe would react. Um, and, and we did try and make sure that he was there in the house with us while we were setting everything up for the baby so that he would see this is where, you know, we're putting up the crib, we're doing this stuff. And he seemed to take that pretty much in stride. Um, when we brought our, our eldest home, um, he was very interested in figuring out what on earth is this thing? Mm-hmm. Why are you here? What are these sounds? <laughs> and he was just intensely interested in always wanting to smell and kind of, you know, be at the center of the action, never in a aggressive way or in a nippy way, just trying, you know, he was trying to figure out what had happened to his world and who this new addition was. And so we'd spent a, a lot of time just sitting with our oldest, with our baby and, and Kobe on the floor, kind of letting them explore each other. Um, and, really teaching both of our kids now gentle hands and ways to act around dogs um, and and giving both kid-free dog zones and dog-free kid zones so that they each had their abil- ability to to kind of reset and have safe spaces in our house and, and wherever we go. Mm, I like and that. Nice. Kobe uh, has, <clears throat> our oldest is, is five. She'll be turning six soon. And... Um, she, he, he absolutely adores her uh, and really has a, a really good connection with her. And he has started to accept that she is one of the chosen that can make him sit and will, that she will give him uh, treats and cookies when he does that. Um, you know, he doesn't quite recognize our youngest yet uh, for, for those purposes, um, but uh, he, he really enjoys being with the kids and letting them take him on, on walks too, or just sitting with them. And, and he, he continues to amaze us being a dachshund, what he puts up with um, as far as 
every now and then, when, especially when the kids were younger, um, you know, an occasional ear would be pulled or a tail, tail would be tugged, um, you know, and we corrected the kids and, and we worked on those kind of behaviors, but he never snapped or, or bit them when they did that. And um, he's very good at communicating, um, whether with body posture or with growls or ear position, what he's feeling in the moment. And so for for us teaching wise for our kids, he, he was the perfect example of see how he's growling right now when you're doing this or when you're getting close to him when he has that toy. He's telling you, you know, like he he really gives all of the right signals mm-hmm. um, before you know he would eventually bite. Like he he really does do a great job, and and he has continued to do that. Ah, uh, that's nice. So you mentioned before, okay, with age, you're starting to get a a, a little bit of a well, uh, back, as inevitably a lot of dogs will do, especially the the dachshunds. Have there been any other medical issues that he's had throughout his life? We are very thankful in the fact that other than the recent um, back concerns that he has been exceptionally healthy. Um, and he, he did have to have a, a tooth pulled because it's starting to give him some uh, some problems. But other than that, and now the recent back, um, he, he has been very healthy and um, we are very thankful for that because we know that uh, that's not the case in all dogs. And um, he definitely lets us know when he's tired or whenever he needs something. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, we, we've been really blessed to not have any major medical, medical concerns uh, as far as needing surgery or, or medications or anything like that. Ah, nice. Um, one of the questions I asked everyone is to complete the sentence I can't believe my dog ate. <laughs> uh, uh, man, uh, there are a few here. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> That's I, right. I will, We've got time. So I, okay. So, yeah, I can't believe my, so my, uh, uh, most of a homemade carrot cake. My wife and I had been married again. It was our first year of marriage and we had a Kobe for about, oh, two months at that point, maybe three and she had decided that she was going to make a from scratch carrot cake for my birthday because she knew that was my absolute favorite cake. And so she grated the carrots. She handmade the frosting. She did everything from scratch and set it up on uh, our uh, dining room table to cool uh, and then uh, left. And, she, and then she went to go pick me up from school that day. And um, when we came back, Kobe had jumped up on one of the chairs jumped up on the table and had eaten a huge portion of the carrot cake and then was just laying on his side groaning because his stomach was so distended <laughs> and was obviously uncomfortable. <laughs> so we picked him up, you know, rushed him over to the vet and we're, you know, it's our first dog together. He just ate like three fourths of this carrot cake. I don't know what's going on. And, you know, the vet says, okay, what do you eat? Oh, wow. Oh, man, he must have eaten a lot. Um, He'll be fine. He just don't don't take him on long walks for a little bit. (laughs) 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 And and, uh, that to this day, I just just think of that picture of coming in and seeing him and just the realization of what had happened (laughs) going, oh, my gosh, you've got to be kidding me. This little dog did all this work to get to this carrot cake. 
So, uh, <laughs> and, and they're just lying Lesson on learned. top of the table to say, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Almost like as a cartoon, right. Of rolling over with this huge belly, but like mild, like, well, not my, even mildly, like intensely satisfied with himself of what he had accomplished, but now realizing how uncomfortable he was like, it just, <laughs> all of those emotions being communicated in his, in his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone, someone please put me back down on the floor now. <laughs> yes. Yes. I do need a little bit of assistance. Uh, and I need to go take a nap. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <dear. laughs> yeah. And then after we had had um, our first child, you know, you you kind of get in the motions of of caring for your your baby, and part of that is using diaper wipes and wiping up a mess and throwing them in the trash. And uh, we had just done that. We had um, you know left Kobe inside, and because we needed to run some errands, and when we came back. Um, we noticed Kobe was kind of laying funny and we couldn't quite figure it out. And the next day um, he went, he went poop. And when I looked, um, this little thing was hanging out from the back and I went and I pulled it out and it was a full diaper wipe. (laughs) And I ran back inside and realized he had eaten about six diaper wipes out of the trash can. (laughs) And so over the next couple of days, um, we got our diaper wipes. We got all of them given back to us. Uh, we counted them all and made sure they were all there. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it was one of those things where he was obviously very interested. He was very happy with what he had done, uh, but then realizing he was also very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> so has he ever um, come back after being outside and rolled in anything interesting that you know of not that we know of um we have there was one time where we were walking with him on the leash and he's a he's when we do go on walks he's not a um i'm gonna walk 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 he's a definitely i'm gonna sniff every seven seconds and every seven feet every seven inches uh to to figure out what's going on and so we're used to him stopping and smelling things and um, he was doing that by this bush one day and you know, he's smelling and all of a sudden he just starts rolling. And initially I had not seen anything on the ground uh, for him to roll on. I was like, that's very weird. You know, sometimes they do that when it's a smell they're interested in or trying to make something smell like them. I don't think anything of it. Well, he rolls back over and that's when I notice the, the bird carcass kind of flop off to the side. Um, <laughs> that's kind of like, three quarters of the way decayed, you know, not quite enough to just be bones, but there's still mushy stuff there. And I just, (laughs) just, just like mouth agape going, you did what? And then the smell hits you and you're just, you know, kind of like left, like almost running away at that point, trying to get away from the smell. But then you realize it's on your dog and you know, it's just this whole thing. And he's so happy. It's like one of the best days of his life that he was able to do that. And (laughs) you know, it's, Has he, has Kaby got what you'd consider any sort of like weird habits or individualisms? <laughs> Very early on with Kobe, we noticed that he came with this bed um, from from the rescue that he had been uh, surrendered with. 
And we noticed that there were little, um, almost chew, not necessarily chew marks, but wet spots all over the sides. And we didn't think anything of it until we started to watch him. And he was actually physically nursing on the side of his bed where he was, uh, you know, kind of sucking on a portion of it and kneading with his paws on either side. Like he's trying to get milk. Um, like he's a puppy and he's nursing. And we you know, did some research on that. And some of the stuff that came back was, you know, maybe he was weaned way too early. And sometimes dogs will grow out of this. Well, we got Kobe when he was four, nine years later, um, he still does that. Mm -hmm. And so we, we have what we call his comfort pillow. We've been through several of them. There are small pillow, usually a fluffy pillow, usually what you would see for like a throw pillow on uh, a couch or on a chair or something. Uh, And he has that and, and that's his comfort pillow. And when he's really, happy he'll run to it and he'll he'll start nursing on it um when he's anxious he'll he'll also go and grab it my favorite is whenever he's kind of frustrated or angry he'll go and find his pillow and he'll sh- shake it back and forth in his head uh to kind of let you know that he's angry and then he'll sit and he'll nurse on it kind of aggressively uh, but, <laughs> and we 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 traveled one time without his pillow and would never do that again cuz we could tell that it was obviously stressed and and needed it. And um, that's something that we've had. And and like I said, we've been through several of those pillows over the years as he nurses on them and he doesn't chew on them. He doesn't, um, because usually whenever he gets a a stuffed toy, all the stuffing goes everywhere. We call it making it snow. Mm -hmm. Um, He'll find a squeaker, (laughs) break the squeaker, and then he's done with it. Well, these pillows are stuffed, but he doesn't chew on the corners. He doesn't shred them. He actually just nurses on portions of them uh, and you can tell where the worn spots are and he'll kind of rotate around the pillow until it's like, okay, we need to get you a new one because this one is old and matted. Uh, and then he'll usually pick it right back up with the next one we give him. Um, that's, you know, that's been something that's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's been a focus of a lot of discussion or conversation starter with people. And, and I haven't owned or seen a, another dog do that. I was kind of more familiar with it with cats, I see that a lot in kittens who, who continue to nurse on blankets or pillows or um, other things. Uh, but this is the first time that I had ever encountered it with another dog. I have heard of, of quite a few instances where there's been something similar. And um, our girl, we've got a, she's nearly eight now, uh, Doberman, and she has her one particular like little blanket type thing that she can chew or suck or rip and some last a little bit longer than others but that's her one particular one that she can do she knows and she doesn't do it with any other ones she's got a couple of one blankets but when she's cold that she doesn't really touch but there's always one that she can have in her mouth (laughs) yeah and i i i love i kind of you know it, it kind of brings me comfort knowing that he has that kind of outlet for those emotions uh that he can express himself in that way. And uh, again, kind of like it's a way for him to self-regulate. And cause I know that when some dogs don't have that, when they can't self-regulate, you know, they start doing destructive behaviors or they start going down, you know, be- behaviors that you need to have to correct later. And so him having this again is a great way for us to see, okay, you know, something's bothering Kobe or, um, you know, what, what, what made him angry. And usually it's whenever we say it's not time for dinner or something (laughs) like that. He'll go and, you know, (laughs) seek comfort from his pillow. Uh, but it's, it's been again, a great way for us to just be 
to know a little bit more about what's going on with him mm. and to try and start working through ways to to correct it or to make it better. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned that uh, he has the, the occasional stuffed toy that he likes to interact with. What other toys does he, does he like? So beyond stuffed toys, um, when he was younger uh, and he would really love, he really loved hard toys, especially toys that he could break into little bits and little plastic bits and just chew them up into microscopic pieces and sprinkle them all across the ground and floor. Um, one toy that has persisted in his love for, um, from being when he was four up until now, was he absolutely loves tennis balls. Um, you get a tennis ball, especially one with a squeaker, and he will be in hog heaven for a long time. <laughs> now, his end goal is to always destroy it and remove the squeaker. Um, but between the, in, in the interim time of this is fun and now it's in a million pieces, um, he couldn't be happier. Um, so squeaky tennis balls and then just about any kind of stuffed toy. Um, we we kind of got into the habit of going to local garage sales and finding stuffed animals that didn't have beads in them, right? You have to make sure that they don't have it in the nose or in the head or in the feet sometimes of these stuffed animals. Buying something for, you know, 15 cents or 10 cents at a garage sale. Uh, and then that's just instant gratification of completely destroying, you know, for him and <laughs> and ripping it apart mm-hmm. and moving on to the next one. And then, you know, we're not having to buy, you know, $15 toys that he's going to end up doing that with. I can relate to that. Do the similar sort of thing with the the charity shops when you can buy a handful of stuffed toys for a dollar or something like that. (laughs) It's it's so nice again knowing okay my dog's really going to enjoy this, but also I don't have to spend a lot of money a lot of money that will be instantly torn to pieces. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Um, it has been a pleasure talking to you and hearing all about Kobe. Do you, I know you mentioned at the beginning about your podcast. Do you want to give uh, a quick sort of like plug for your show and, and how people can get in contact with you and hear even and or see even more about Kobe and the other stuff that, that you and Megan do? Oh, sure. So um, the podcast that my wife and I host is called Pet Sitter Confessional. And so if you are a pet sitter or maybe you want to know what it's like being a pet sitter um, or tips and tricks to, to be a better pet sitter in the life of a pet sitter, uh, you can go to PetSitterConfessional.com uh, and listen to all of our back catalog and all of our episodes there. Um, you can get in touch with us there as well. There's a contact form where you can send us an email if you have questions about that or um, want to hear more stories about Kobe. Uh, you can also find us um, everywhere on social media at Pet Sitter Confessional as well. Uh, thank you very much again and uh, look forward to catching up with you a little bit later. Yeah, likewise. This has been a real pleasure. Um, Robert, thank you so much for having me on and uh, letting me uh, talk about uh, kind of the, the, the love of our life, Kobe. Yeah. Thank you again. Take care. Thank you very much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the show. If by chance you didn't, give at least two other episodes a go before deciding if you want to not continue listening to this show. And if you did enjoy the show, I would love it if you shared the experience with a friend. Also, if you did want to leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to this on, it would be appreciated. 
Until next time, stay safe and remember, your dog is family. <laughs>